The season of Advent is now in full swing once again. Unfortunately, I think a lot of people have lost sight of the original purpose of Advent. It's a time that we are meant to be looking forward, not back, to the coming of Christ. Just as some 2,000 years ago, Israel groaned for her Messiah. And in looking forward to Christ's second coming, we are meant to explicitly examine our own readiness to undergo the judgment. Because of that, it's meant to be a penitential season, like Lent, only slightly less severe. In fact, the little Lent is one of the other names for Advent. Unfortunately, we now have a tendency to schedule holiday parties and celebrations before Christmas in Advent rather than during the octave of Christmas when they would be more appropriate. But whether in Advent or in Lent, the pillars of any penitential season in the church are always the same. Prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. As Christians, we urgently need to recover Advent as a time of prayer, fasting, and almsgiving rather than eggnog, mistletoe, and office Santas. In today's gospel, we meet John the Baptist, whose life, we could say, was a kind of perpetual Advent, a constant waiting on the coming of the Lord, proclaiming to all who would hear, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight his paths. The location where John was preaching this message was in the Judean desert. I was just there with our pilgrimage group last week, and I can tell you it's a very desolate place. It's like the planet Tatooine in the Star Wars films, just dust and sand and jagged rock formations and barren mountains for all the, for all the direction that you can see. For the Jews in that time, it was a place of penance. Here, many people, including Christ himself, were coming to receive the washing of baptism as a sign of repentance at the River Jordan, which was at the far end of the desert, away from Jerusalem. Christ received this baptism even though he had nothing to repent of. Indeed, John famously said, I am not worthy to loosen his sandals. John even told people that it was Christ's baptism that they ultimately needed, because he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. Even so, Christ received John's baptism as a sign in order to affirm John's ministry, to show that John was living and preaching in the correct orientation towards the coming of the Lord. Well, how was John living in the desert? Exactly the way the church tells us to live this penitential season of Advent, prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. First, John was preaching repentance. Yet one can only preach repentance if one has himself repented. His camel hair clothing was a sign of his own repentance. The way that one repents is through prayer. Yes, in the new covenant, that culminates in receiving the sacrament of confession. But the root of repentance itself comes from prayer, and this gives us the grace to turn to the sacrament. John was first and foremost a man of prayer. Second, John was fasting. He lived on locusts and wild honey. The asceticism of John's life in the desert shows us that he was renouncing the pleasures of the flesh. Third, John was practicing almsgiving in the truest sense of the term, not by giving money, but by giving of himself. He was working to see that others receive the gift of repentance, so that they too could be prepared to receive their Savior, Jesus Christ. Yet we can intuit another reason why John, Jesus would have gone to receive the baptism of John. 
not just to affirm John the Baptist as a model for us, but also to strengthen himself for the 40 days in the desert that he was about to undertake. While Jesus was in the desert, he was presented with the threefold temptations of Satan. First, to make bread from stones in order to satisfy his hunger. Second, to throw himself from the parapet of the temple in order to prove God's providence over him. And third, to worship Satan in order to receive power over all of the kingdoms of the earth. It's these temptations that show us the connection between the penitential life of prayer, fasting, and almsgiving that define John the Baptist's ministry in the Judean desert and the high spiritual warfare that Christ engaged in with the devil in that same wasteland. When Christ was tempted to throw himself from the high wall of the temple, he responded, you shall not put the Lord your God to the test. Well, that's exactly what we do when we don't live repentance. We put our Lord to the test. We challenge the Lord to save us despite the hardness of our heart. And the reason why we have this hardness of heart, this challenging spirit, is probably because we don't pray. And then Satan tempted Christ to turn stones into bread in order to satisfy his hunger, to which Christ responded, one does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes forth from the mouth of God. This is what fasting is meant ultimately to teach us, that the things that naturally sustain us like food are not what really keeps us going. God is the only true source of nourishment because he is the source of all life. Finally, Satan tempted Christ to worship him in exchange for power over all of the kingdoms of the world, to which Christ said, The Lord your God you shall worship, and him alone you shall serve. Yet God, in his great love for humanity, made it so that we love and serve him when we give alms, which of course can be time, talent, or treasure, to those in need. Because he said, Amen, I say to you, whatever you do for the least of these, you do unto me. Almsgiving properly understood is the giving of the self. It's the sacrificing of the self to the love of Christ by recognizing Christ in the face of the needy. The, the poor, and those who are in desperate need of our help. It's taking heed of the words of Christ. Whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Christ's temptations in the desert are a window into the Christian life. We would do well to take up the model of John the Baptist in this Advent season, seeing the connection between his asceticism and the spiritual journey that we are all called to undertake. John the Baptist is not a sidelight or merely an opening act for Christ. Rather, John illuminates more fully the life of Christ that we are all called to imitate. As Jesus himself said, For John the Baptist came neither eating food nor drinking wine, and you said he is possessed by a demon. But the Son of Man came eating and drinking, and you said, Look, he is a glunted and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. But wisdom is vindicated by all of her children. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.